electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. September begins, and with it, a sell-off in bonds, metals, oil, stocks. Dow futures down 150 after four losing sessions. Busy macro day with some PMI and ISMs on deck. Our roadmap begins with chips and this crackdown. NVIDIA and AMD told to stop selling AI chips, at least, to China. Shares take a hit at the head of the open. Plus, Campbell Soup delivers an upbeat sales forecast. Despite what our soaring costs, CEO Mark Klaus is going to join us exclusively in just a few minutes. And Goldman Sachs says inflation has peaked, but futures are falling on this first trading day of September. Investors continue, of course, to worry about the Fed. I said inflation peaked and I was ridiculed. Yes, I know that. Well, know that. Uh, two year this morning, Jim, at 352 is uh, what everybody's talking about. That's unbelievable. I mean, I got to tell you, when you think about it, for our audience out there, for fixed income, you got to put half your money in that. 2007. We haven't seen 3.5 breached it since no, I'm saying 2007. Put, put half, it, I'm giving people advice here. What are you doing? I'm just pointing out that it's the first time in 15 years since you've seen a yield like that on the two-year. I'm doing this kind of the same thing. I'm drafting Jamar Chase. This is the Jamar Chase of the, of the Treasury curve. Okay. I'm telling you that I put half of the cash that I have, because my wife told me I had to sell a lot of stuff, in, into this. Especially when Mester went nuts and said we're going to four. I'm not sorry, she means that. Not just going to four, but going to four and staying Yeah, four Yeah, I, I think this is your piece of paper. I really you do. do. This is for people who are older. I'm not saying for people who are younger, but for people who are older, uh, 65 or older, I want you to buy some of this. Uh, it's going to be hard to keep up with CPI at 8.5 with yeah. that kind of return. I mean, you're still getting minus five. It's not going to stay at 8.5 because we have Fed chairman who has decided that this is over. Last week, this man said it is over. I've heard a lot of people say he's behind the curve, as if he were in charge of the CHIPS Act, if he were in charge of the Inflation Now Act, if he were in charge of the Infrastructure Act. Are you kidding me? He had nothing to do with those. He's cleaning up the mess of the U.S. Congress. And I, in J-PAL, I trust. So you're, are you saying the Infrastructure CHIPS Act all were, is all, all that's waste. the mess? That's a mess. You really, what? I can't figure out where you're coming I am, from. Well, I'm not pro Putin like some other people in another network. Um, I, I, I am saying. Got that going for you. <laughs> I, I, thank you. I am saying that with the amount of deflation we are seeing every single day, the last piece of the puzzle is wages, and that's going to happen too. I don't know if you guys have watched the collapse of every single commodity as if we're going into a recession. But we have three, you know, we have 3.4. We'll go to three. We'll go to four percent unemployment. We will see in, in the next two quarters. We will see wages level off, and then they'll start to come down. And by the by the by Q1, 
we will be at three and three quarters, and that piece is going to be amazing. good. Jim's referring to aluminum today, 16-month low. It's unbelievable. Uh, nickel, lowest since July. Baltic dry, below 1,000, first time in two years. I mean, we're in a position. Now, I know we're going to talk about NVIDIA, and I know we're going to talk about AMD, but the Chinese have left the building. I mean, every day there's a new city that's locked well, down. Well, actually, they haven't left the building. Well, um, They're in enough. the building, and they can't locked leave down. the building. <laughs> that's Yes. I mean, it's funny because... How um, many cities of 20 million do you have? Well, let's let's actually, yeah, it was Where yesterday they locked, let's just tell people, 21 million residents in the city of Chengdu. Isn't that something um, that they were locked I've down? Been to. Um, that's, I think it's 1.7% of Chinese GDP. It is the biggest city to enter lockdown since Shanghai. It's unbelievable. Um, and of course, stocks in Asia, as you might anticipate, have been hit on this, but it yeah. also has an impact on commodities markets. Well, how about seen. if thousands of people get together for the, plen- the plenary meeting that is a coronation? For President Xi, how's that going to work? That's what well, I'm calling that the ultimate super spreader event. Really? Yes. Um, there's a lot of competing tensions in in the Chinese economy in terms yeah, but of still, against the lockdowns, the economic hardship that it is bringing. Not, if we had not um, gone after, uh, if we had not saber rattled in Taiwan, I I re, I reit that President Xi was in trouble. But no, now he went the nationalists have uh, taken over the our, the key leaders. And uh, the move that we made in Taiwan has brought them together. And I think it's a shame because there was a chance that President Xi was not going to be president for life. And this stuff is so important. Really? This, so I have really good sources of this, Jesus. Uh, well, you used to talk to Nancy Pelosi. She was the one who actually made that decision to go take that right. trip. And by the way, I, not, I, not I te- the only member of Congress who's I, gone this I, year. I texted them too, last week. So don't give me that. Don't give you what? That I used to talk to them. Well, I don't care. <laughs> you don't talk to her. That was a mis. That was a. That it's a miscommunication. It Nobody was, defended you more than I did. Yeah, because you knew what the truth. Was. I did. I did. I was supposed to go after the idea. That I didn't. Pre- that, you know what? That, I'm that, sorry. That I brought Trump, it up. That President Trump was making fun of her. I know. And I was trying to show what he was doing, and it got interpreted that I was making fun of her. And I still po- apologize to her in person. That is absolutely and true. I, I called her immediately. I apologized to my staff. I was inartful, but the goal was to try to show what President Trump was doing to mortify her every day, and that's what the plan was. And I'm sorry I had to bring it up again, but I did. Uh, well, I'm sorry that I brought it up. I just no, brought no, it up it's in okay. light of the increasing tensions between China and our country, of course. As long as there's no increasing tensions between you and me, I am fine. I don't even worry about that. We go too far back, too deep for it ever to really be an issue. The increasing tensions are so bad that the chips, if we can go to NVIDIA, those yeah. chips were meant for gaming. Those chips, there, was no con- there were no chips that were meant overtly or covertly for the Chinese military. But they matter. could be repurposed for that, couldn't they? Um, Jensen Wong's people are saying that that's a little bit harder than they realize, which is why the morning note this morning uh, was a little bit mitigating the harshness. Yeah. I am still the, the 8K we got. Exactly, yeah. the 8K. I reiterate that one, the 400 million is right. That's the hit. If you use, uh, David, if you use a price to, to uh, sales, yeah. that does come out to... Well, it comes C- out to couple bucks. multiple billions. Oh, multiple billions. Multiple yeah. billions. Yeah. But oh, yeah, of course. Million on a quarter where we're looking for $6 billion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, I but, will, nothing, but things have been kind of going but, against okay. them a little bit on gaming to begin with. Exactly. And that's why if this had happened a couple... Wait, well, this is not the ultimate. This is not a great time for Jensen. 
But Jensen is rallying the troops right now. Do you think he just rolled back and said, oh, my God, what do we do? He called everybody in. He said, listen, we are going to do the, We are going to find a way to get this so that the U.S. government's happy and our customers are happy. And he spent the whole day talking about that to people. And I am with Jensen. Jensen's been counted out so many times. Do you know how many times he's been counted out? I don't. This is a wake-up call. Jensen was saying maybe we were fat and happy, and this is a wake-up call. Uh, I love Jensen. They do I love say, him even uh, more. That the, I love him even more right now. The new license requirements may impact the company's ability to complete its development of the H100, H-100 in a the timely H-100, manner. They have time to pivot on the H100. And support existing customers of A100 may require the company as well to transition certain operations out of China. Okay, so in 2018, when the, um, the coin, crypto coin people mm-hmm. were using his most important cards for Ethereum, and the stock dropped dramatically, and he pre-announced, and then he also pre-announced when he, uh, what he reported. He said, I am going to find a way to disable this so that it is not going to matter anymore. And he did it within one year, and that was the end. And then you had a gallop to $750 billion. Now, that gallop, that gallop was worse than Michael Gallup. That ga- who started. That gallop was too high. And th- those of Jeffrey Lutz in the video, does he, like, know anything? I don't have any. No, he's just he follows people of, of tremendous meaning. I am telling you, I am telling you right now yeah. that this will be solved by the fourth quarter. Does that mean you should buy NVIDIA today? Absolutely not. Let this settle through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stacy Raskin, who comes on a lot of time on our network and really should dress up a little more because he looked like he just came from a workout yesterday. And that is unacceptable. Unacceptable. And I'm not not, being, he's not in the office yet. Yeah. And I'm not being like David Solomon, who, by the way, is, was not harsh. I read the memo. But anyway, a little far. The memo little, wasn't harsh. You didn't even say come in five days a week. That's no, true. In, uh, right, right. That's a different topic. Right, right. Somehow well, we I'm were saying, talking about NVIDIA. Now we're talking about no, work no, from I'm, home. Okay, no, I'm saying because Stacey Raskin is clearly, working, is clearly working from home. He's an excellent analyst. he would not wear that outfit. I checked. TJX does not stock that. That's an Ollie's bargain. Ollie's bargain, which, by the way, has, didn't a, catch him has a lot of Newell stuff for sale. Okay. It has Gildan for sale and his Haynes. I want you to stay away from all three stocks. Got it. But okay. This is Ollie's And let's complete the thought on NVIDIA. The complete thought on NVIDIA yeah. is, is that the hit's bad. Uh, this is an Anibus Horribus for NVIDIA moment. Uh, he will satisfy, I believe, what the U.S. government wants. And I'm now putting it out there that this will be a $200 million. Well, the U.S. government doesn't want China to be able to take advantage of our advanced technology. Period, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could use our... Now, I saw the artificial intelligence. I saw it. These are the, art- the chips that... This is power the one, AI. Right. Well, this is the one where I talk to myself. Myself was much better dressed and look good. Uh, I'm not kidding because this is who Jensen is. I am telling you, do not count Jensen now. They're a victim of, that of, their, whole a victim of their own success. Right? Advanced I mean, Micro, by the way. got the most advanced ships, so they can't sell them to well, China. Advanced Micro, by the way, it may not even be. It's not, not 5%. Yeah. It's less than that. Well, speaking of AI, it's, this is all being layered on top of the guidance from C3 AI. We're going to talk to Tom Siebel later on this morning. The economic downturn is real. Customers are scrutinizing big deals like never before. You got Sienna today, Jim. We're going to talk I about had, that. I had Tom on, Tom Siebel, whom I've known for 20 years. And uh, he expressed, this was probably two months ago, some concern. This was not some concern. This was like huge concern. And we're finding that with David Okta. Okta yes. now beginning Okta. to question the acquisition they made yes. of Auth0. Auth That's correct. Okta was very disappointing. MongoDB, which had been a gold star of this period, 
very disappointing. But then it also even takes me back to last week uh, and to Salesforce. Not nearly. No. No, no, no. Not nearly as dramatic, but that me- the measured, the use of the word measured in terms of customers and their the way they're looking at the world and how they want to approach making new decisions in terms of allocating capital. Right. It's still part okay. of the same story. All right, so let's go with who has it not been measured? Who's not elongated and measured? This is a bit of a quiz. There's only one guy I met. Well, there's two CEOs who, when I asked, is it measured and elongated, using these words. There were two CEOs. Bill McDermott? No. 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 He was. And Neil Bushry from Workday. Oh, yeah. That was a, right. He said, look, I mean, it's not but like that But that's the nature of their business in a part. Didn't he say no, they had but benefit? No, the previous quarter was concerned. And then the, goal, then and then, the person uh, who has come through this period better than anyone else in the marketplace. You know. I do. Symbol. Initials N and K. <laughs> and what's like Cash? Name that tune. Oh, Palo Alto. Oh, Palo Alto. All right. Oh, I don't Palo think Alto. of that as the same. That's oh, like that is a Jefferson. Oh, CMC. Uh, watch it. Watch Palo Alto. He's gaining we've, momentum. We've been saying cyber is an island, right? It's a yeah. an island, and a, even you, yeah. I think, last night suggested maybe the number of safe spaces in this market is withering. We're down to cyber. Yeah. And I thought soup. You told me we'd be safe in soup. <laughs> Speaking of which, Campbell Soup CEO, uh, Mark Klaus is going to join us fresh from the company's earnings call. Stock is among the biggest pre-market laggards on the S&P on that guidance. Take a look at futures. There's a lot of news today, especially for a couple sessions before a long weekend. We'll get to Ollie's, Hormel, Disney, Signet. Gas price is six-month low. When we come back, Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. You know, a company that I, we're all, we all know, a company that is a staple in this country is Campbell Soup. The company just reported the stock is moving lower after that quarter. Now, it's very difficult because the quarterly earnings were in line with what Wall Street was looking for, but there are issues involving the forecast. I want to get to the bottom of this because I'm actually questioning whether this stock should be down $2.80. So joining us now exclusively is Campbell Soup President, CEO, Mark Klaus. 
Mark, thank you for coming on, because I think you can clarify some of your remarks. I don't think you meant to be as negative as you were when you talked about the future. We can go over how good organic growth is. But first, I want to try to clear that up. Do you agree that perhaps you were doing a little bit more than what everybody else has been saying about the future, but are being taken to the woodshed for those two or three lines in your entire, entire conversation with the street? Yeah, no, I, I, I feel great about where we are, Jim. We had a fantastic fourth quarter. Uh, we had, you know, 6% growth on the top line, double-digit uh, profit growth, and uh, very strong EPS, uh, just uh, high single digits. Uh, In-market performance was up 8%. Um, we've been managing and navigating extremely well uh, inflation that's in the low teens with pricing and, and productivity. And that momentum we expect to continue into 23. Um, the, the reality is that the numbers that we put in place for 23 represent uh, significant momentum across all of our metrics, right? We have growth happening across all three, um, which in the environment we're in, you know, reflects the fact that we're dealing very well uh, with the, the environment and inflation while also uh, making room to put back in investment on our brands. And as we continue to see momentum uh, on those businesses as well, you know, we feel terrific about where we are and what the results are and, and in fact, what the outlook is, which is very consistent uh, with our long-term, uh, our long-term algorithm. Right, which is why I find the reaction to the stock quizzical because you were on the previous quarter and I regarded your uh, forecast as being very hard to do and you did it. I regarded the statements that you made about the future and any inflationary problems to be exactly what you said before. So the idea of the stock is down three after you bested what you said on Mad Money, I think is quite fanciful. Uh, I do want to talk about snacks, and I want to talk about meals. Uh, 18% higher gross margins, lower marketing. I don't know how you did that, but I want to know. And then the continued uh, snacks with the people at home, Kettle Brands, Cape Cod, Goldfish, mitigation of ongoing inflation. Why don't you tell us meals, beverage, and snacks? Because I thought they were extraordinary. Yeah, so let's start with meals and beverage, Jim. So the, you know, the reality, and we talked about this last time we were together, is in a tougher economic environment, these businesses are extremely well positioned. When you think about pasta sauce or ready-to-eat soup, uh, condensed soup or cooking at home, all of these are trends that are highly relevant when uh, the economic uh, environment squeezes consumers and they've got to make every one of their dollars uh, go further. And I think you saw that manifest in the fourth quarter uh, with the strength in these businesses. When you ask about margin, we've been very thoughtful about how we manage and balance this challenge of ensuring that we're protecting affordability for consumers, but while also addressing inflation. And part of it is because we've had significant improvement in our supply chain, uh, both from a, a supply standpoint, but also from a cost standpoint. And so when I think about where we might have been a year ago to where we are now, that combination of both strength in our businesses as well as the performance of our supply chain, I think really set up a, a quarter where we were able to demonstrate that we can do both the growth and the margin at the same time. I think on snacks, is, go ahead. Sorry, Jim. No, yeah, Mark, it's David Faber. I just wanted to follow up on supply chain if I can, because I know during yeah, the sure. call you said you've made some decisions to strengthen your presence in some of the retail channels where you'd been weaker on supply and prioritize recovery there. Those are uh, your words, I believe, uh, talking about a strong recovery. What does that mean? You know, tell people exactly what that means when you talk about strengthening your presence uh, and prioritizing that recovery, so to speak. Sure. So in a, in a moment where we had supply challenges, a lot of that was driven by labor uh, earlier in the year. 
we had to make some tough choices. In some cases, it meant that we were going to focus on certain SKUs uh, and stop producing others. In some cases, it might have meant uh, that we were supplying at more of a minimal level, also without the normal promotional support behind it. As we got into this quarter and we saw the supply recovering, we were able to return that full breadth of the, the range of SKUs while also ensuring that our customers were getting enough product uh, that they could get back in the promotional game. And that's really important, especially on a business like Snacks. And that's where we perhaps saw the greatest step up. Um, and you, again, you see that in our results, and I think the um, momentum uh, on the supply chain will continue into 23. That's interesting, Mark, because yesterday the Journal uh, did this piece about uh, General uh, General Mills and having to improvise half or two dozen recipes for pizza rolls because they were never sure which ingredients were going to come in. Uh, that made it sound like the situation was getting worse, not better. Yeah, and and on, you know, look, it, it's there's always going to be uh, places where there may be challenges, and we certainly have a few left uh, where certain material availability challenges exist. But the broader uh, strength of our supply chain right now, I would say. Uh, relative to where we were uh, even six months ago uh, is a significant step up. And the good news is because a lot of this has to do with our uh, capacity and what we're consistently delivering, it bodes very well for the future going forward. And so when I think about 23, uh, after a couple of years of dealing with some really uh, tricky uh, supply chain environments, I think we're going to be in a, a very positive position. And I, again, I feel very good about the, the work that that team has done uh, to get us into the position we're in. Okay, so Mark, uh, people think about what goes on, it, it, what goes into your product. Okay, so we got plastic on the wrapping, we've got cans, which had gone up a great deal. We have the inside, which we know has actually come down of late. Is there anything in your in your whole repertoire of what goes into a, say, a potato chip or what goes into a, a, a can of Campbell's or a Swanson or V8 that has not come down? And so therefore, we may think that indeed you have a chance to be able to have gross margin expansion by Q4. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that, that's important to note, and we talked a lot about this when uh, we were rolling through uh, fiscal 22, several of our major packaging forms have calendar year contracts. And so uh, part of what right. we are anticipating and watching very closely is as we get to our mid-year, which is going to be the beginning of the calendar year of 23, we'll have several material contracts uh, that will turn over, one of which is the one you described, which is uh, our cans for soup. Um, and as we look at the outlook right now, we do see improvement in certain areas. And as we think about uh, the flow of inflation through the year, I do expect as we go through uh, the balance of 23 to see that percent uh, impact of inflation to improve. And, and as I said today on the call, uh, we would expect the, the probably toughest inflation in the first quarter and then to see some improvement as we move forward. Excellent. I think that the analyst should say that, or at least figure it out, instead of just eating a lot of sn like kettle chips. Mark Klaus, I got two things to say to you. Congratulations on a much better quarter than you delivered last time, and go birds. <laughs> All right, go birds. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, take a look at futures here on this uh, Thursday morning. Watching some key levels: ten years, still three and a quarter or so. Two year back above three five, and oil below eighty eight. We're back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. 
Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. We mentioned yields today, and as if rates were not enough of a headwind for tech, uh, you got the corporate guidance as well. Okta there with a quarter and a downgrade over a Canaccord. They go to hold. NVIDIA, we talked about the licensing requirements as well. AMD, although they do have a statement out now saying they don't expect the changes to have a material impact on the business. Future's still weak, though. We'll get the opening bell in about four minutes. All right, we're going to sneak in a very quick mad dash because the applause are already building. What are you looking at? First, I want people to understand that with NVIDIA, the chips were for data centers. Some yes. people said I said it's for gaming. They were data center chips, which is a, a huge percentage of the... Of the You're talking about NVIDIA. Right. I want to some people to understand. Tell us what's going Hormel on. is like camels. Once again, the numbers are really good. The outlook is that it's not getting better. Now, Hormel did, was a little weaker than camels, so I get it. However, Hormel is a great uh, store product, including Spam. And I think that Hormel is the kind of stock you want to buy on weakness. It's not a Viva. It's not a MongoDB. They got to figure it out. And again, NVIDIA, I didn't we'll, people we'll thought it was just gaming. More. We'll it's, talk a lot more about NVIDIA. But I second. do want to make make the point that a lot of these companies, including Mark Klausman, who spoke to the Campbells, people seem to think that they're going to come out and say there's no more inflation. What, are they kidding? I mean, they have real issues involving what he was saying, things that prices that are not rolling off the product. But more important, we still have not solved the crisis of supply chain. And I don't think, why is anyone surprised at that? When did anyone think that supply chain crisis has been solved? So that's, you know, that's, I, I just can't believe that people think that that went away. What? Nothing. You want to get to the opening no, bells at all? Watching or? the open here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's the Dow uh, down 118. Jim, a couple of chartists last night, uh, Jay Krinsky over at BTIG say, 3,900 better hold or the June lows are in. Well, Mark Sebastian, who's my favorite on VIX, was saying, listen, when the VIX goes down while the market goes down, that's a, that's a tell that you may be nearing the end of the move, of the decline. Because VIX should be going up as the market goes down. So uh, there's the cross currents of the, the real cross currents of the technicians are extraordinary here. But to like the market is hard. It's a hard market to like. It's really easy to go home and have your wife's mask out. I went home and I said, shoot, I, I don't want to have a mezcal. I don't want to have a mezcal. Give me a mezcal. How many did you have? Oh, just one. Just, just one? Day. All right, that's good. Jeez, David. Um, you make me sound David. <laughs> Willie Loman or something? Willie Loman. Did he have more than one mezcal? No, but my dad, my dad had the Boston and Norfolk. And then I saw the you play. You not a dime a dozen. I saw, I saw the, not. yes. I saw the play and... Willie Loman had Boston Norfolk, and my father father Boston Norfolk. And then we sold bags out of the stock station wagon at the flea market, and I thought Riding we were doing well. I never knew. I never knew we were, were doing well until I stole the pen in the interview. Well, attention must be paid uh, to uh, the oil stocks and to oil overall. Forget oil for now. Why? 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 Because the it was Russians down yet again. The we Russians got the are flooding three, five. the. the Russians are making money off the war. They're now not only yes. getting, they're not only paying for the war now, now they're starting to rake it in to the point where he's buying uh, Chinese currency. He's th- yeah, talking about buying some friendly currencies anyway. Yeah, yeah that's why the G7 is going to talk about this price cap, which Yellen yesterday said they're actually making some progress on. Well, all I know is the pump's going to be down again. 
and that whole thing that we ever did about the pump, that's over. Supply chain still a problem. Oh my God, David, the Longshoremen's Union. What about them? I think they're going to hold up the whole country. When is that due to happen? How about now? The talks are going. The talks right have now. been going on for some time. I know. Well, doesn't that worry you? The longshoremen. Doesn't that worry you? I have so many things to be worried about. That's right. That's not. That's not. Top of okay, my list. Okay. Can I just tell you that Decrom pitched great last night, so he has nothing yet. Rev. I was there, and You're it was there? a wonderful evening. At How about the catch? Field. Was the catch? The catch was incredible. So then, what are you down about? The most, nothing. That was. I was. I was. It was great. Then talk more positively. Okay. Get go against me on some of these things that are negative. What would you like me to go against, John? Because um, I will. I'm happy to, and typically do. Yeah, you're wrong. No, I oh, you're wrong on that too. Well, the fact that I no, don't, you're wrong. How about uh, the fact that I don't have anything positive to say? Yeah. Could mean a bottom. It could be a bottom. Yeah. I mean, it Jim's right. The, the number of guidance cuts today, Ollie, Campbell's to some extent, C3 AI, and Signet, who I think you're going to talk to later today, right? Yeah, I'm going to talk to to, uh, to Gina Drosos, but I will tell you that she did pre-announce. And at least it didn't go down for the pre-announcement. Unlike what happened in NVIDIA. Remember, they pre-announced and then they got to the quarter and they went down. And Lots of these Best Buy, some of these pre-announces, it's a good thing they did it. I thought Best Buy was good. Now, it's back to where it was when they pre-announced. But yeah. people did not look at read or what Corey Barry said, which is basically the healthcare initiative is taken off. Well, we've also had a downdraft in the market the last few days and obviously last week. I mean, it's, it's hard to the fight. Market's the market's been lousy since November. Why don't you just own that? Since November? Since November. We did have a nice pocket there for those who are long between sort of, uh, let's call it, through July and, and August. We've had a that couple of pockets. felt good to a lot of We've people. We've had a couple of pockets. Then you had those moments where everybody thought inflation had peaked and or the Fed was going was gonna, to... Uh, was, going to get a little less no, aggressive. No, no, no. And then Commodity inflation. Their dreams were shattered. On. No one thought that wage inflation would yeah. Remember what he wants. He wants to see, he wants to see uh, help, no more help wanted. And he and wants to openings see. Openings for unemployed workers. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's, that's exactly what JPM said this morning, Jim. They said, um, if ADP is right, the jobs number is probably going to lead him to 75 in September. Uh, the only way to reconsider 50, they argue, would be to have CPI next week go to the low sixes, which they think is unlikely. It's not happening yet. The job hop is still too great. The, when you see that every, you know, I'm still seeing 17, 18 percent wage increases constantly. Uh, I just, I don't see anyone who's taking the same wage that they had. David. Nobody is saying, you know what, I'm, I'll take the 3 percent increase. Well, just not. Maybe if it means they can stay home and they don't have to go to the right. office. That's right. Remote work is part of compromise. Right. Yes. Right. Remote work remote is work. sort of a part of the overall right. pastiche right. of employment. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you something. You are? Yes, I am. I'm going to give you a stock, probably the mo- one of the most hated stocks in the universe, where I see good things happening. Okay. Lay it on me. Joe Rogan's compadre. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. I think that they have multiple revenue streams. But Meta was up the other day, was bucking the tape, too, well, the other that day. That was Verge. I had it ahead of time. I told you that they're going to start monetizing things. Verge, I don't know, they just finally make, made some phone calls. You're referring to maybe some paid options on Facebook and WhatsApp? And yeah, I think, right now I use WhatsApp, right? I mean, use WhatsApp a lot. WhatsApp is like, you know, it's like Verizon without a phone bill. It's, it's encrypted. It's yeah. Uh, immediate. Yeah. By the way, Verizon without a phone bill is... It does have that kind of feel, doesn't it? 
<laughs> Verizon is uh, $5 billion below uh, the market cap of T-Mobile. Since that, we were keeping track last yeah. week, now it's, that race is over. How's cable doing? Well, how about Jim? Oh, cable's doing great. How about the notion of Disney creating a membership? Now, that's program? another thing. That's embracing, I think, the, the 360 plan, kind of plan. I don't know whether they did it point blank that, that uh, Mark Benioff had, which is that you're identified all the things you like, they know about, mm-hmm. and that's positive. But that stock is still hated, um, and uh, I, I don't know how to get that to be changed. I said um, this morning, uh, at ad models at Disney, there's a looking at that, you mentioned Meta, and then Netflix, the journal has a piece arguing they're, they're going for top dollar on some of this ad pricing. Well, I mean, I hate when people buck the gloom. Don't they get, didn't they get the memo, you can't say anything positive? David, I've been so gloomy this morning that I actually want to take the other side of me. Okay. On Netflix, uh, you want to, <laughs> that was actually funny. It took me a minute. Um, I was it's thinking a, about, it's a long way between. I was thinking about Netflix, though, and the fact that we're going to basically be bundling ad-supported streamers. And I, I was trying to remember what that reminded me of. How about your bundle? A bunch of things I'm watching with ads that are all together, and I, hmm, what was that? Hmm. I can't remember. Hmm. Um, guys, I did want to come to M&A uh, for a minute. and well, There is uh, no M&A. Well, that's no, no point. That's, that's true. Uh, but Activision is one of the largest deals, of course, that we've seen mm-hmm. announced this year, okay. and there continues to be questions about not just the regulatory response here in this country, where the FTC is reviewing uh, the transaction, but in Europe and in the UK, I mentioned the UK because the uh, regulatory or agency, the antitrust agency, the CMA there, not unexpected in any way. And you can see from the reaction, perhaps not unexpected. But they did say this deal requires more scrutiny. We need to go to phase two. CMA is concerned that if Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard, it could harm rivals, Sony being one of them, by refusing them access to Activision Blizzard games or providing access on much worse terms. For its part, Microsoft says, hey, we love Sony. There's no way we're going to get do anything that would uh, call into question them or uh, call a duty. Um, but this does have the effect of pushing this thing at least into the spring. Not a surprise. Again, you can see. Remember, it's a $95 deal. So it is trading at a significant spread, obviously, to the price that Microsoft is paying. But that reflects the continued concern about the regulatory response, how long it's going to take, and whether, in fact, they're going to be able to get to the finish line. Uh, despite what many antitrust experts say, is not a deal that should rise to that level of being blocked, um, but did want to uh, fill people in. Meanwhile, it might give them enough time to sort of get their fundamentals back underneath them. And so even if the deal was in some way... Get the Call of Duty franchise uh, back. Yeah, pushed track. off course. They have exactly active... Uh, you know, uh, Call of Duty could be back as a very active franchise very robust. Well, I mean, the stock trades like the other gaming as if there's no takeover. Man. Right. Isn't that something? There's a lot of concern about it, uh, justified or not. And again, we haven't heard from the FTC. We know it's going to take at least until the spring. The EU hasn't weighed in yet, although not clear that you're going to get the same response from the EU. Well, um, they I don't think they've why don't we go there. a step further, David, and just say that if this deal's having problems, given the fact that the gaming universe is so vast, it really does call into question anybody doing anything. It'd be true. Although yeah, it is had- Microsoft, and when it's Microsoft, it's going to be getting a much harder look. And they have so many, you know, uh, in, in, they also talk about their concern Microsoft could leverage 
their games with their strength across console, console, cloud, and PC operating systems. So there aren't that many companies that have that no. much going on. No. But I do think that we're, we're in an era where unless uh, Toma Bravo steps up, nobody buys it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Jim. Uh, the tape would look a lot worse if not for Meta and Alphabet right now. I told you, up Meta. 2%. You watch Meta. He, you think that Mark Zuckerberg's not a competitor? I mean, I played him. I played him in the, in the Metaverse. Ha, <laughs> man, he's a, he's a competitor. I mean, even... Um, I don't know if Twitter's up, but they did say today they are going to look at, they're testing an edit button. Yes. Uh, if you are a paying user. Right. Uh, shares flat. But yeah, a lot of, as we said, a lot of operational models are going to get some, a refresh. I Look, I, I just, I, I really, when I say I want to bet against myself, I said, listen, I usually like to find some things to, that are positive. And right now I've got, I've got Zuckerberg and I've got, how about Okta? Can I sell you some Okta? 27% off? Sold! Sold to you! Down 30%! Right through your bid. I jammed your bid. Mm-hmm. And I'll sell you MongoDB while I'm at it. Want some MongoDB? Sure, I'll take a little Mongo. First time, first time people figured out, now that they, they own it, what MongoDB does. Oh, can I just say the memesters are getting killed again? But so what? Double As we zero. go to break here, we're going to get some uh, data on the other side. Watching bonds, two-year back below 3.5, but just by a whisker. And oil still below 88. Uh, our Bob gasoline, the lowest now since January. We're back after a break. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here live at CMEHQ with the second round of breaking news. S&P Global. Manufacturing PMI, it's the August final. Mid-month read, 51.3 gets tossed. The new read to replace it, the final is 51.5. Two-tenths of improvement, but still the lightest read, the lightest read going back to July of 2020. July of 2020. We see that interest rates are up, but for a change, maybe for the better in the long run, the curve is steepening. Long-dated Treasury rates are rising a little faster, a little more aggressively than short rates. And we're obviously removing or restoring at least some growth on the long end, making it more responsive to the upside. Squawk on the Street will return after a short break. We want people to be back in the office, but when I walk through the offices, you don't see as many people there as you used to see. And it's true of other firms I've talked to as well. People aren't coming back as much as we might would like them to come back. I think they will in time, but right now people are staying home and working remotely. That's Carlisle's David Rubenstein on Squawk today talking about return to office. We mentioned Goldman yesterday. Uh, headline this morning on the tape that Jeffries says we need everyone in office on a consistent basis. That's Richard Handler, who has uh, earlier had embraced the idea at least of allowing people more flexibility. Um, I'll never forget the conversation I had on a Friday sometime back with one of the leaders of a large firm who said, I've lost the battle. I can't get people back in when I want them. And I still think that to a certain extent continues even now. Uh, you know, they can say five days a week all they want. We'll see if it actually results. He, I mean, look, Rubenstein is, you know, he, he knows everybody. That's not coming from just him. Goldman Sachs says they're pretty much back to normal. People want to come back. They, uh, usual exceptions, obviously, if there's you know, a mother of 38 with some kids, it's just, listen, I got to be at home and make that exception. But no. They're back because there's a collaborative. Uh, I'm, 
you're looking at me like I'm circumspect. No, I think I'm they are back you, more than I'm looking at you like I have information. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm fairly well up on, on who's back and, and who's not as well. And you know that Goldman's almost fully back. Yeah, I think they're, they are, they're getting that building 60%, 70% full. By the way, it's never 100 because a lot of people are traveling. Um, but uh, And J.P. Morgan wants a lot of people back Goldman's as well got, when I they think, finish right. that enormous tower on Park Avenue that they're building. How many floors will be empty? Uh, good question. All right. But anyway, Goldman is uh, quite confident that most people come back. Uh, and it's not carrot and stick or anything. It's just, it's just the way that Goldman is. It's not about health anymore. Oh, I mean, it's no. not about health. For it's about clients. Or it's about the- clients. It's about evaluation. It's about teaching. Now, it wasn't like I did, where I always no. said you could have one of Saturday off or Sunday off. I didn't care which one you took. Those days are over. As, as, Carl, as Carl said earlier, it's part of now the negotiation you have with a company in terms of taking employment there. Do I have flexibility, especially if I have little kids? If I want to stay home, can I? How many days do I have to be in the office? That's all part of the conversation. I know the other way, too. There are younger people who say, do you have an in-office culture? Because I want that because I want to learn. I hear that, too. Do you? Yeah. And then they show up and there's nobody there to teach them. That's not Goldman. This is not Goldman-centric. But you're arguing they're the tip of the spear. Yeah. Once again, I want to reiterate that the, the chip problems, NVIDIA, are data center. I believe that they can be changed. But I do now feel the stock is reflecting that the, uh, it's much lower. Yeah. That that's a better uh, reflection of what's going to happen. We are holding uh, 39.26. Let's get to Bob Pisani this morning. Hey, Bob. Morning, Carl. I go to my pizza and bagel places down here right outside the New York Stock Exchange. Still less than 50% compared to where I was in 2019. So still a lot of people reluctant to come back. Uh, as for the markets, you know it's a defensive open when you've got utilities leading. Really? Utilities? Yeah. But look what else. Uh, growth still out. Tech's down generally and not just semiconductors. Uh, we see some of the other areas like energy. Uh, it's not eliciting a lot of excitement, even though it's going in the right direction. Energy is a proxy for inflation. Uh, and the other proxy for global growth, metals and mining, that's also down, but not really helping the overall markets here. Just take a look at the semis. NVIDIA was the biggest decliner in the S&P 500 at the open. Of course, we had that uh, restrictions on the AI chip uh, uh, for sales to China uh, from the United States government. So that's weighing on NVIDIA, but the rest of the market also to the uh, downside. Uh, by the way, China, mainland China is about 25% of NVIDIA's overall sales. Elsewhere, if you look at the oil, um, remember, proxy for inflation, it's below $90, and it's not getting people excited. Maybe it's not down enough, but, you know, 87, 88, starting to get towards seven-month lows there. Uh, and there's the big uh, high beta names here, Devon, APA, Hess, and Occidental. Occidental new high just a couple of days ago, uh, down 6%, 7% off of that new high. Uh, boy, could we use some movement in the uh, jobs report tomorrow, soft jobs reports, what we really need. Uh, some of the guys yesterday were talking about locusts descending uh, as the next move overall for the markets here, because uh, look at the list here. We've got COVID lockdowns in China. We've got a dollar at a 20-year high. We've got a 10-year yield over 3%, 3.2. And equities are very clearly in a, in a downtrend after Fed officials are going to keep rates higher, even if a recession happens. So they, they, they're calling it the no-bid market. That's, I heard that a lot yesterday. No bid, Bob. This is no bid. There's no buying interest right now here. Uh, so we've gone from overbought to oversold in about two weeks. Uh, and there's really no bounce at all, which is a, a bearish signal. Normally when you get very 
oversold, and you can stay oversold for a while, you start to get a bounce. There's really no effort to do that, and that's kind of a bearish sign. The Dow itself is in a downtrend. We're down 8% in about two weeks, and several sectors are in more notable downtrends than others. For some strange reason, healthcare has just acted terribly recently. I would note uh, particularly uh, pharmaceutical stocks. PJP is the uh, ETF there for pharmaceuticals. Uh, that's in a notable downtrend here. And then on another sector, completely thematic tech ETF. So uh, robotics, uh, video game technology, uh, all that is also in a more notable downtrend uh, than the overall market. So uh, we're in this, what Mark Hayfley at UBS, he had the great line this morning. He called it the bizarre world of investing that we're in right now. I love that word, bizarre world, meaning bad news would be considered good news. So Carl, under this theory, what we need is a crummy jobs report yesterday or one well below expectations. Tomorrow, I mean, uh, we're looking for 300,000. I polled people around yesterday saying what would make the market rise somewhat just on that number alone. And most of it centered around about 200,000, well below, but still notable, pretty strong, even at 200,000. So we'll see, Carl, but we need some uh, bad economic news. I'm sorry to say that, but Hayfley's right. Bizarro world. Carl? Uh, yep, that's uh, what people are thinking about. Come tomorrow, Bob. We'll see. Uh, Bob Bassani. Uh, let's get to Jim and stop trading this morning. Jim? It's always just great view by Bob. That's how I see it. Now, if you are in a specialized area, which means the area of retail for people who are not, who have, no, not uh, who have little means, there's no stopping your stock. Uh, five Below had a, a quarter that I thought was subpar. Uh, and there it is. I mean, look at it. I mean, it just doesn't matter. Uh, David, that is not Five Below, by the way. It's not a place you go to get. Uh, mountain climbing equipment for Everest for K2. Thank you for letting me know. Because I thought it might be related to the temperature. Uh, five below, Dollar General, Dollar Tree. The market's fixated on them. As if that's where we're all going to go. They should be fixated on Sam's, which raised its price, and on Costco, which is doing incredibly well. But no, they're fixated on Dollar Tree, Dollar General, and five below. Yeah, Costco comps up 10. We got news about the Sam's Club membership fee yesterday. Yeah, that was very positive. So I've, I search for positives among a sea of negatives, uh, but it is true that I feel wounded on NVIDIA because I have, I have, I should not, it's never, you should never love a stock, people, never. Never name your dog after a stock. <laughs> well, speaking of, um, speaking of consumer and focusing on the low end, what is the Signet message tonight when you talk to the company? You know, I think that the Signet message is, is that Basically, she's doing fine. Um, people seem to always remember when the company was a kind of a pawn shop loan shark. She's just inventing things and doing well, and I think she's going to have a great holiday season. Uh, and the stock is very inexpensive. I look forward to that. Greg Brown, I've never had Motorola Solutions on. Talk about a stock. No one talks about Motorola Solutions. No, it just don't. goes up and up and up. So noticed. I've got, you know, I think the Gin will tell a good story. Motorola will take a great story. We never mentioned the Qualcomm. It's also having problems. Uh, this time, a lawsuit with arm. Arm. I mean, if Qualcomm's not getting sued, it's you know, come yeah. on. I'm sad. <laughs> Don't be sad. <laughs> I am sad. We'll Sun will shine again. That's right. We'll see you tonight. Dow's down 150. We're back after a break. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.